How does God speak to you? Is it in flashes of lightning and dramatic scenes? Or is it in the smaller things in life, things that you can encounter every day? Does God give you huge messages that change your life? Or does God feed you little bits of information and flashes of holiness day after day, hour after hour? The fact of the matter is, and Scripture teaches us, that God speaks to us in both ways. And yet, perhaps because we are hardwired to seek after spectacle, we come to think that God only speaks in those things that are huge gestures. But in reality, God is speaking to us all the time, in every place, through everything, no matter how small. And sometimes it's those smaller messages that are the ones that we need to hear the most. This morning, of course, we heard the amazing story from the third chapter of Exodus of Moses and the burning bush. And it's probably something that you've heard since you were a little child, even if you didn't grow up in church. And why is that? Well, it's because it's so strange. A burning bush. What is that all about? Moses, at the time, is just a shepherd, a field hand, a little boy who has been plucked up from the river. And of course, we know from the first chapter of Exodus that Moses had a special mission in life. And it's only here that he's receiving the information from God about what he is supposed to do. But try for a second to strip away everything you know about this story and hear it afresh. This is a bizarre little tale about pretty ordinary things that only go just a little bit special along the way. Moses is doing his own job. It's the equivalent of us riding the subway or walking somewhere to pick up groceries. But he is so attuned to the rhythms of nature that his eye catches a strange thing. Our translation says that it is a burning bush. Imagine for a second and take a look in your mind about what that burning bush looks like to you. I think that perhaps many of us have seen it depicted in art, and it it looks like Moses is walking out on a plain field, and there's this huge bonfire of this bush that is just beckoning him over. But that's actually not what the text says. The original word in Hebrew means something more like a bramble. So imagine that Moses instead is simply walking along doing his job just as you would here. And let's say you're walking in front of 7th Avenue. And as you cross All Saints Church, you see that one of the little bushes in our garden is kind of on fire. That's weird, right? So Moses goes to investigate. And once he sees this little blackberry bush that is for some reason on fire, It is then that he hears the voice of God. Of course, the message that God delivers to Moses changes not only his life, but the lives 
of all of the children of Israel. But take a look again at how this message was delivered. It was in a strange little anomaly, something that was slightly out of the ordinary. And it was only because Moses was attuned to that slight change in the way that things usually are, or the ways that he had come to accept them, that he was able to receive this message from God. You see, God spoke to Moses first, not in words, but rather through the bush. And I believe that is exactly the way that God speaks to each and every one of us. If you believe in the Bible at all, then you must accept that God speaks to God's people, and we are God's people. From the very beginning, God is speaking to Adam and Eve, and then through the entirety of the Old Testament and the prophets and the patriarchs, God is speaking to them. When Jesus comes into the world, it is through an announcement through an angel to Mary. And then God is speaking to the people who are following Jesus even after he leaves this world in the day of Pentecost through the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is really the gift of gab, the ability for people to speak and understand each other in different languages. And so speaking and listening are fundamental to who we are as Christians and as God's people, no matter what your faith may be. But too often in our own society, and of course, over the course of spiritual history, we have tended to elevate the grander gestures, the ways that God is revealing something massive to God's people. There are stories of battles where generals and kings saw symbols and signs in the sky that then changed the course of human history, or hermits and other mystics who trapped themselves away for days and months and years just yearning to hear from God and receive a blessed message. But that's not going to be the experience of most of us. And as a pastor, I have to say, I've had a conversation so many times with people who say that God doesn't speak to them because they've never seen a sign like that. And so what I want to say to you today is that you have seen signs. God is speaking to you through things like the burning bush, small things that are slightly out of the ordinary, or maybe that challenge your idea of what the ordinary is. Because after all, God in Jesus Christ is extraordinary. There's a beautiful poem by the poet Denise Levertov that I wanted to read for you because she addresses this theme. Levertov writes, There is anger abroad in the world, a numb thunder because of God's silence. But how naive to keep wanting words we could speak ourselves. English, Urdu, Tagalog, the French of Tours, the French of Haiti. Yes, that was one way omnipotence chose to address us. Hebrew, 
Aramaic, or whatever the patriarchs chose in their turn to call what they heard. Moses demanded the word, spoken and written. But perfect freedom assured other ways of speech. God is surely patiently trying to immerse us in a different language. Events of grace, horrifying scrolls of history, and the unearned retrieval of blessings lost forever. The poor grass returning after drought, timid, persistent. God's abstention is only from human dialects. The holy voice utters its woe and glory in myriad musics, in signs and portents. Our own words are for us to speak, a way to ask and answer. Our own ways are for us to speak, a way to ask and answer. But the way that God speaks is something that is outside of us. Levertov mentions one of those ways as the poor grass returning after drought, timid and persistent. Imagine that God is speaking to you through grass. What is grass, after all? Something that people in the suburbs keep in their yards and have to mow, something that the cows and the sheep eat. Nothing of importance. But what if God really is speaking to you through the grass? This summer when I was traveling, I was at one of those points that you get to in a trip where you're a little cranky with the people that you're with and you just want to do something different. And so I peeled away and I went up into the hills outside of the town in Georgia where we were staying. It looks like the hills of California. They're covered in these golden grasses, the blowing wind that's constantly there every day. The sun was shining, and I popped my earphones in and listened to some of my favorite music. And I just wandered for about five hours under the sun with a hat on my head. I passed a couple of other hikers once in a while, and they both did the same thing. They just held their hand out and we gave each other a high five. Eventually, I got to a hill where there was a church built in the 14th century. I climbed up the steps and it was locked, but I didn't care. I looked out over the hills, over the city, and over the grass. And let me tell you, it was one of the most spiritually fulfilling experiences I've ever had. The grass was speaking to me, or rather, God was speaking through the grass to me. Of course, nature is an easy way that we think of God speaking to us so often. And now that the seasons are changing, perhaps you will have the opportunity to attune yourself to the rhythms of nature once again, to see how God is speaking to you through it. Maybe looking at the grass or a burning bush will be something that changes your perspective or that God speaks to you through.
Maybe it will prompt you to want to have a closer relationship to nature. Or maybe seeing the leaves change and seeing the trees let go of their most precious possessions will inspire you to slow down, to let go of something that no longer belongs to you, to prepare for a new season. Or maybe it will inspire you to become more active or an activist. I can't imagine this morning what it sounds like for our sisters and brothers and siblings in Maui to hear the story of a burning bush. For them, it's a story of apocalypse, of hundreds of years of culture lost, gone up in flames, out of nowhere. Isn't God sending us a sign through these terrible disasters it's time for us to do something about our own behavior. You see, these signs are everywhere. They prompt us to change and always to turn more closely to God. Sometimes it's something about the rhythm of our own lives. Maybe you'll begin to notice that something that used to give you joy no longer does, and it's time to move on. Or maybe you'll find within yourself a yearning to do something new and different and discover the courage to follow that. Maybe your prayers have become stale and seem like they belong to someone else. Or maybe there are other words that you wish to express to God and to your fellow human being that are just bubbling up within you. And it's time to get them out there in the world. God has so much to tell us through our bodies. Perhaps you're being prompted to slow down or to heal or to treat your body differently or to treat it with more respect. Perhaps you're being prompted to find new and different ways to understand God through your body. But this is all just scratching the surface. You see, God is speaking to you in so many ways just this morning, a simple Sunday and Labor Day weekend. And we come to this place week after week, not just for fellowship and for prayer, but to hear what God is saying to us. So take a moment in this stillness, on this beautiful morning, you are surrounded by people of goodwill and of faith. And the Spirit is here with us, speaking to you. Is God speaking to you through a word or a prayer that you've heard or a note that your voice will sing or the way the light passes through a window or the look that a child gives you, or a memory of a time that has passed, or a hope of something that is to come, God is speaking right here, right now. Amen.